Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 136 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me. All right, today we are talking about what do you do when you know what you want to do, you have plans that you want to be following, you know the steps you want to be taking to achieve your goals, and yet you can't make yourself do it. You feel that internal resistance. Well, that is what we're talking about today. We're talking about how to deal with resistance I'm going to tell you the mistake that most people make when dealing with resistance and how to overcome it. What's the better way? What's the more sustainable way? Because you know that's what I'm all about. So we're going to get to that. But first, I thought I'd give you a little bit of an update. I'm excited. I've been doing a lot of kind of planning work about what's coming up for you guys. So first of all, if you are thinking about joining Stress Eating SOS, know that the next group will open. So you can start registering on September 11th. And then the group starts, I think it's the last week of September. Uh, But as soon as you register, you get full access to all the content. So that's coming up. Mark that in your calendars. And then between now and then, there's going to be a lot of new free resources for you guys coming your way. I'm in the midst of working on them and planning them out. So stay tuned. Keep your ears open and watch for when those get announced because they're going to be pretty cool and you won't want to miss them. One of them will be an opportunity where you'll get a chance to interact and get my help more directly towards the end of August. So watch out for that. We'll talk about that as it comes. And I thought I'd, you know, in my own life, what's exciting is I have finally registered or been able to register for an in-person race this fall. And so if you've been listening, you know running is an important part of my life. And really having races on the calendar that I have something to focus on and train for really makes a difference for me. And it's not like I'm fast or like I have goals that I'm working on, but I'm a mid to back of the packer. But man, I have missed having a race planned. And back when COVID first came, I was supposed to be running a race in Vancouver, a half in Vancouver at the beginning of May. And obviously that did not happen. I also wouldn't have been able to because that's when I had that horrible back pain and I couldn't barely do anything, let alone run. So this past year has been a bit of a tough year in terms of running, of recovering from that back injury, um, having some false starts with getting my running back, getting foot injury in the fall. And then in through the spring, just really struggling with true consistency, like getting out and running, but having difficulties really doing it as frequently as I probably need to, to see progression and see improvement. And part of that is just, you know, I didn't have the, the why, like, you know, why get out of bed early that extra morning of the week? Why run harder? And, you know, it's interesting. We could talk a lot about that from a coaching standpoint, because it's my thoughts about what having a race means, but 
that's okay. I'm happy with that. And I'm excited that I've got a race planned. So that's happening in October for me down in Victoria. They have a beautiful half. I think the course will be different this year than other years, but still it's going to be running near the ocean in a warmer climate than what we are. And it'll be great. And my dad's running it with me and my uh, husband and my aunt are all doing it. And my mom's coming as support crew. So it's going to be a great uh, family adventure. All right, let's talk about resistance. So what is resistance? I think resistance is honestly an often overlooked area of weight loss in any behavioral change. We don't look at this side of the equation. And what I'm going to pose to you today is that looking at this side of the equation is really important. You need to. And if you're not looking at it, you're making your journey harder, making this mistake of overlooking this. And it's not really a mistake just because it's probably something you've never been taught, but um, overlooking this makes more struggle for you in trying to change your behavior and trying to get the results that you're wanting to get. And if you can just redirect and focus in on where resistance is coming from and what resistance is there and learn from it, it, I promise you, it will make things feel easier. You'll start to get into that flow state more. You'll be like, oh, that's like I'm doing that and I'm not even really thinking about it. That's when you start to find those times. And man, don't we all want that? If you've been working on weight loss or you know any other goal that you're working on, We want it to feel easy. We want to find the flow state. And what I pose to you today is the flow state and that ease comes not from working harder, not from driving yourself more, but rather from addressing the resistance and removing that step-by-step. Each area of resistance, you just systematically remove it. Now, the definition of resistance is opposition offered by one thing to another. So when we're talking about resistance and weight loss, it would be essentially the two parts of your brain. So the part of your brain that's focused on goals and, you know, doing awesome things in your life and knows that there's certain actions that you need to take, certain habits you need to work on, it's offering force in one direction, right? It's saying, let's do this, let's go in this direction. But there's another piece of your brain that for some reason, and we're going to talk about it, there's a variety of different reasons is saying, no, not too sure about that. (laughs) Let's maybe not, let's not go quite so quickly in that direction. Let's do something else. That's the resistance that we're talking about. And lots of people describe this to me is it feels sometimes like it's a tug of war inside your brain. Sometimes it feels like there's sort of, you know, the devil and the angel on your each shoulder having different decisions. Or sometimes it just feels like you know what you want to do and you just can't get yourself to do it. That's another way that it shows up. I wrote out some thoughts or that you may notice about this that kind of give you an idea that there's resistance going on. So the first would be that you know what, like you have an idea of what you should be doing or what you want to be doing is a better way to say that. Like, let's use example of food journaling. So you decide, you know what, writing down my food is going to be really helpful for me in my long-term weight loss. And so then you say, I'm going to start writing down my food. And then the next day you get through the day and you're like, oof, I didn't remember to write down my food. That's okay. I'll do it tomorrow. Or you start the day, you write it down. And then you're like, oh, I'm too busy. I, I just can't finish it. 
those sorts of things are signs that there's resistance going on. The knowing what you want to be doing, but not able to get yourself to do it. Knowing what you want to be doing, but then your brain is also saying, you know, I just don't care right now. No, it's not the time. That would be another clue. Knowing what you want to be doing, but not actually wanting to do it, right? That's resistance too. And understanding this is really key because if you don't understand it, it can just feel like the resistance is this core part of you, that it's this uh, unmovable, unchangeable thing of like, I don't want to do it right now. And that can feel like a brick wall when you're working on these, these changes. And so understanding it gives you so much more power because it doesn't have to be a brick wall. Even if you're hearing, I don't want to do that, or that's going to be too hard. That's okay, but it doesn't actually have to stop you. And what we're, we'll talk about is how do you do that without it being like a big deal? So without it being this huge fight to make yourself do it, that's the, the key, right? You can overcome resistance by working harder. And this is the mistake that we often use is, okay, I'm, I'm resisting this. I don't want to do this. I will work harder and force myself to do it. And essentially that means using willpower. I'm going to use more willpower to just like uh, hang in there and just make it happen. And that's a mistake because the resistance also can get stronger, right? Have you ever experienced that where you're like, okay, like, I don't really want to do this, but I'm going to, you know, force myself and make myself. And then maybe the next time your brain's like, I don't want to do this. That may actually feel stronger. So overcoming by pure force is not an efficient or sustainable way. You may overcome and get it done a couple times, but what's far more efficient, what's far more sustainable for you is identifying the resistance and understanding it. Looking at it, now I was thinking about an analogy for this of a hose. So you're, I've been hand watering my gardens because we don't have any irrigation set up. So I'm out there watering the gardens, right? Dragging hoses across the lawn and getting to different areas. And then all of a sudden, you know, one of the loops in the hose turns into a kink and all of a sudden I'm not getting the same flow. Things aren't happening in the way that I want them to do. So if we think about this, that that kink is the resistance, I could walk over and I could turn the faucet up and try to force more water from the back end towards the kink, hoping that the water is going to blast through it and I'll get my flow back. And what may happen with that is I may see a little bit of additional water or I may not, depending what the resistance is, how tight that kink is, it may not let any additional water through. The force that's coming at it, the increased force may not be enough to overcome the resistance that the kink is. So what's far more efficient, if I really want good flow of the water at the, the end, is I need to walk over, I need to look at that hose, find where the kink is, and figure out how to unkink it. And that's how I want you to think about this when you're working on habits. You don't have to, you know, force and just get stronger because this is a fallacy I think a lot of us have when we've worked with our own weight is we think we are lacking some form of willpower. We think we don't work hard enough and that other people who are naturally thin are just able to work harder than we are. And that is 100% not true. I have not met somebody who's 
working on their weight who is not like really dedicated and a hard worker. It's just, there's a lot of different things that influence this and this resistance is one of them. So the forcing it makes you tired, makes you feel burnt out, makes you doubt your progress towards your goals, makes you feel stressed out, makes you feel like a failure because you're putting so much energy in and you're not seeing the results that you want. And then we beat ourselves up, right? (laughs) Then you go from, okay, like I'm just going to try and get past this and force and work so hard to make it work. And then you don't do that because you haven't addressed the resistance. So then your brain turns on you and says, well, obviously like you're just not going to be able to do this. Like you're, you don't have enough willpower. You're not working hard enough. And it, it starts to blame us. Where really it's just, this is just a skill gap. It's just not knowing the skill, looking at where the resistance is and addressing it. And that's what we are going to do today, which is fantastic. The better way, how to think about this from a better way is basically, I want you to think if you notice the resistance, you notice that things aren't going in the way that you wanted them to go. You find the resistance. You seek to understand it. So if we're using the hose analogy, sometimes it'll just be a simple loop that's kinked, right? Other times it might be, if you handle hoses in the way that I do, it may be a whole jumble (laughs) of loops that have kinked up because you just like chucked it all off the hose hanger all at once and didn't unwind it nicely. You know, there's, it may be different each time and you have to look at it and be willing to understand it. And then you need to be willing to dismantle it. You need to be able to look at it and understand what's going on and then work on unkinking that hose, whatever that takes to take that resistance away and then let the water flow freely. And I think this is important too, is know that when the flow is happening and when things are feeling easy, that's okay. Because we get worried there too, and we create resistance there where if it's going easy and it feels good, we worry maybe this is too easy. Maybe it's not going to be sustainable because this shouldn't be easy. And you can notice if you listen to what I'm saying, that creates resistance. So it's like re-kinking the hose on us. And this is what I spend all my time in Stress Eating SOS during the coaching calls doing is helping people figure out this resistance helping people find it and understand it and dismantle it, remove it from their life so that they're, they're able to do what they want to be doing. And it comes up in so many different ways. Last night during a coaching call, what we were talking about is the evening eating aspect, right? Where you have a busy day, you come home with good intentions and then just find when those food cravings hit, I just don't care right now. I'll deal with this tomorrow feeling. And that's a form of resistance. But to address that, and if you've come to my end evening eating masterclasses in the past, you may have heard me talk about this, but I think it's so important. You know, if you're noticing that resistance in the evening, often what's creating that resistance didn't happen in the evening. It happened earlier in the day. And this is where really understanding this and finding the solutions, it can be a little bit complex sometimes. And you have to work through it and be patient with yourself. You're not always going to find just an easy, simple answer. Sometimes it is going to take a little bit more for you. 
let's talk about some thoughts that create resistance, thoughts that slow you down in your weight loss journey. And that make it so you may not be taking those actions, like if we're using our example, the food journal, writing down in the food journal. And so one thought would be it'll be too hard. So something like having the food journal, you know, doing that consistently, it's just going to be too hard. It's going to take too much work to do that. So the actual physical pulling it out and doing it, I don't have the time to do that would be another one that creates resistance. It didn't work the last time. You may be having an action that you want to be taking and your brain's telling you about the last time that you tried that and it didn't see the results. Probably because there was a resistance there that wasn't dealt with, but it brings it up and it says, well, you know what? It creates resistance because it's like, we tried this last time, we put effort in and it didn't work. We didn't see the results. That creates resistance. What if it doesn't work? So worries that you could put this effort in and may not see the results anyways. That creates resistance. I don't know if this is the right thing. So that confusion type thinking that we often have around weight loss creates resistance because if you're not convinced that this is the right thing for you now, then it'll stop you. It'll create resistance so you don't actually do it. This isn't happening fast enough. I think that's a really important place to notice resistance because man, this one's common in weight loss, but your brain's like, okay, we're doing this, like writing down our food every day using the food journal example, and the scale's just not moving. So therefore it's probably, this isn't enough and this isn't working. So I'll just jump to something totally different is often what our brains do in that, or I'll, you know, it needs to be more strict, more restrictive, and this isn't adequate. And so that creates resistance and impairs that habit that if you were to do it consistently, probably would get you where you want to go. But because your brain has a thought that it's not fast enough, it creates resistance and stops you from doing that habit. And then it feels too simple, which I mentioned just a couple of minutes ago of, you know, that concept that weight loss should be hard, that we should have to work on it. And what I want to pose to you and what I'm always posing to you is what if that wasn't true? What if it should feel easy? And obviously not every single day, but the majority feel pretty simple because what if that was actually the sustainable approach? And what if it feeling easy and simple meant you were doing it right? Because I think we often worry, this feels too easy, I must not be doing it right. What if that actually meant you were doing it right? Now think about that. I think that's such a powerful place to think and to process is what if I was doing it right? What if this easy is right? And it's, it's the goal. It's what I'm working on. Now, the other place that I think is really useful to look at if you're finding a lot of resistance is fear of success. What does it mean to you if you are successful. So if you have this action that you're following and it works, and if we're using weight loss as an example, you lose the weight that you're wanting to lose and you maybe get to a weight you've never pictured yourself being, what does that mean to you? And it's really interesting because we've often spent a lot of our life picturing and imagining that happening. And yet, if you sit down and think about it, a lot of times there's a bit of fear behind it. Like if that happened, what would that then mean? And we often have thoughts in our mind about a lot of stuff would need to be different. We would have to be different. 
other stuff would have to change. Sometimes it's a thought of like, well, if I could do that, then I could do anything. What else am I going to have to do? Which, you know, I, I laugh a bit about it because it, it's totally something our brains do. And it makes something that's success and should feel amazing and something that you've worked so hard and imagined so much about. And it makes it feel like this like scary thing that's going to force you into all sorts of other stuff that you don't actually want to do. And so noticing that and recognizing that because that can get in your way. That can create the fear of success too. You know what can create those spots where you're losing weight and then you hit a plateau. It's often around like a set number on the scale, like 200 pounds would be a fantastic spot that, you know, you're like, oh, I never thought I could get below that. And now I can't. That is probably some resistance and likely there's a bit of fear of success of what does it mean if you get below that? What if you actually can get below that really easily? What does that mean to you? Think through that. That could be really powerful. So here's some questions that I want you to use when you're looking at resistance in your own life. I want you to notice it, like I said, get curious about it, see what's there, and then ask yourself, where is this resistance coming from? So if we're using the food journal and you're thinking, I need to be writing down my food every day, and your brain's like, meh, yeah, I'm not that into it. Rather than being like, no, I need to be writing it down and, and forcing yourself from that end, go, okay, interesting. I wonder why I'm not that into it. Where is this resistance coming from? What does this food journal mean? Sometimes some of these habits that we're working on forming are, we've used them as a bit of a judge in our life in the past, the scale, the food journal, things like that. Uh, where following it doesn't feel good. Following it means like that food journal in the past may not have been your friend. It may have been something you used against yourself. Maybe that's where the resistance is coming from. But asking yourself, okay, interesting. I notice the resistance is here. Where is it coming from? What is this resistance from? And then asking yourself this question is, what am I afraid of? If I were to do this, what am I afraid of? both really powerful questions. And I'd encourage you to write your answers down. So because I think this is something where having it written down and having it a bit concrete is really helpful. So the questions are, where is this resistance coming from? And what am I afraid of? If I follow through with this, what am I afraid of? And starting there. All right, I would love to hear your comments. Tell me what resistance you find in your own life where you've applied this and what you've learned about yourself, uh, send me an email, info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. Love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying this, remember to hit follow or subscribe wherever you're listening. And if you could share this episode with somebody else that you think would benefit, I would really appreciate it. That helps the other people that need this information and helps the podcast just get found more easily. 